Well, hello there, uh, Dr. Kirk Triplett here, Pastors Positive Mental Health. I just want to take a moment, and we're just going to have a short podcast. Uh, I want to thank all those who have been praying for my wife, who has been in the hospital and had some surgery, so I uh, haven't given as much attention to to some things this week as I would like to, but I wanted to make sure that I just spent a moment and, and talked about um, how the value of people reaching out and saying they're praying for you and checking in, and we've really experienced that this week, and so I'm very grateful for those who have have just uh, come in and and really just stepped up and and showed their concern for us, so uh, it's just great to be part of that. And again, as pastors, uh, sometimes we need those moments. Um, I have you know that uh, that show actually the the love uh, that people have for you. So um, it's it's overwhelming and quite humbling. So thank you. But I wanted to look at this idea of chasing people. Now, some of the things that that uh, pastors do is that they chase people, and a lot of times that helps the, that that cause causes them to neglect those who are always at church. And so I came across this article just written uh, about a week ago um, about how to recognize church dropouts before they leave. And I think there's some value to this because often once they do leave, we find ourselves overwhelmed and worried about the fact that people aren't showing up to church anymore and we get frustrated with that and we forsake those who are here at the church. So the first thing that this article mentions, and this article is by um, uh, Tom Rayner, so many might recognize him, and, and it's from churchleaders.com. And so well, the first thing is de- decrease frequency in attendance. Now, what's interesting, we know that like 1.8 times a month is considered average attendance. And so what does that really look like? And I would say decreased frequency is, is subjective to the person. So if you have someone who comes regularly a couple times a month, that is their standard regular attendance. If you start seeing them once a month, or once every five weeks, then it's something we need to to, to be uh, concerned about. And I want to be concerned about it. I also want to encourage pastors to utilize elders and other people in the church and say, hey, have you reached out to them? Could you reach out to them? Because the relationship that lasts or the relationship with the people in the church, the pastor can't have all the pressure to make sure people are healthy and well and, and attending the church. And so uh, we do look at that decreased frequency. But uh, you know, I'd also say that that, that is a good indication there are ebbs and flows seasons of you know pay people have children they're sick um, it is good to reach out and say, hey, I missed you. Do you need anything? Um, what can we do for you? If they ignore you continually, don't chase them. Let, let the Lord do that work. Another thing is they no longer are attending a small group. Now, again, many churches have small groups or they really invest highly in that. And I think as, as churches grow, that's really an important value to have. Um, but I would say we look at what is in, engagement right? Are they engaged in, in uh, things besides Sunday morning? Are they engaged in relationships with people within the church that are outside the Sunday morning gathering? And so those are things to kind of, of keep a, a pulse on. And then if you know that they aren't, what are the small group people or the relationship the people that they have? How are they reaching out to that person? And how are you as a pastor um, kind of encouraging them to say, hey, you know, this is your church, this is their church, Please help. Now, this next one is decreased giving patterns. Now, it depends on what type of church that you are set up in, but you've heard that people people uh, show their commitment to the church by their pocketbooks. Um, and, you know, in my situation, I have no idea who gives, um, and I like it that way. Uh, but some churches, they do know who give. But I think some of that is showing the commitment level to the church. But it also could indicate even a greater thing um, if there are decreased 
in their giving? Um, or is there, are they going through financial hardship that maybe no one knows about? And so they're kind of just you know, not able to give what they used to be able to give. And so those are, again, if you have people that know within the church, I, um, that's a touchy subject. But I think it's an alert to go, how, how are they doing? How are they really doing? And it's not so much about the commitment to the church, but how are they doing um, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and financially? Um, maybe they have been a, a major participant in church conflict. Now, here's one that's interesting. And so there's, there's no church conflict where there's a winner. We're just going to call that out there. Usually church conflict uh, disrupts family, and we find that that is a challenge to restore that, and you will never restore to what you were before. So the question is, how do you now move forward in grace and truth and in love and forgiveness? And so, again, there could be some unresolved issue or a person unwilling to resolve their issues. And if they leave the church, I want to encourage you as a pastor, don't chase them. That's okay. Entrust them into the Lord's hands and focus on the ones who have stayed and the collateral damage that that, pers- that, that conflict might have caused. Um, and so we just always have to be careful about how we do that. And then family problems. Sometimes people have family problems and, and if we know about them, we can address them, we can help, we can be there for them. If we don't know about it, um, we need to find out. And again, this is where I always encourage you to press on the elders of the church, the other members of the church who have relationship with those people. Um, and, and really, and really excited. How are you doing? How can we help or, or find out if there's any information and way you can help them? Some people have a moral failure and so they don't feel worthy to come to church. They feel that everyone sees their sin. They feel convicted. They feel guilty. Again, this is a relationship, a relational issue. How do we find these things out? How can we provide a safe environment so that people can be vulnerable, that people realize that the church is not a place for perfect people and that we are all sinners saved by grace and God calls us saints not because of our own works but by the work of Jesus Christ on our behalf as he imputes his righteousness to us and so how do we how do we help with moral failing and so I just want you to realize that that there are ways that we can reach out to people and a lot of it is I would encourage you as a pastor if you're listening to this as a pastor is how have you established relationship with key people who you know are going to be there at the church all the time and the relation have relationships with these other people again church is a community that is built upon relationship and so we look for those relations to keep people in the church because um, seasons come and seasons go. Music comes, music goes, pastors come and pastors go. But how do we ensure the health of the church regardless of the changes that might happen in the church? The challenge we often have in this world today that puts a lot of pressure on pastors is celebrity pastors. And I don't mean that we don't use our personalities. And I don't mean to indicate that personality is not something that God uses um, for people to get engaged within his word. But the goal is to get them engaged within the community of believers and to have relationships and ties that go beyond the ability of the pastor. We don't want to put so much pressure on the pastor that they have to perform. May God richly bless your day.